Okay, good afternoon, everybody, <laughs> and uh, welcome Hanukkah Sameach. And we will be uh, discussing this uh, year. This uh, we're going to be my, my screen is sharing the uh, Aaron Feuerstein Memorial Shear. Um, apparently, he was a very important Hashavayid who brought Orthodoxy to uh, Boston and uh, uh, the rest of America in the last half. Uh, in the, the latter past of, of the 19th century, or 20th century. Okay, so let us begin uh, the topic of Hilchot Chanukah. We're going to be dealing with a few topics. Uh, point number one is the proper place to light, uh, and then we'll also be dealing for the time. And there are two other topics that are not in the shear, but I want to mention them because they are very pertinent. And that is people that are traveling. Uh, what happens uh, for those people on flights, uh, etc.? cetera? Um, what happens to those people? Do they have a chiyuv tlat? What is the story? And secondly, um, what has become very popular, and that is public uh, lightings, uh, especially in Israel, uh, many companies actually uh, ask the religious uh, uh, employee, will you like the Hanukkah for us at our, uh, at our office? Um, I've been asked this question many times. So we should also, Bezrat uh, Hashem, touch on those two things, even though they're not uh, in the sources. So let's begin. The two, uh, the four, Chanukah, we do not have a complete Masechet Chanukah, just as, as we do for Megillah, and there are many explanations of why that occurred, but we do have a few sources in the Talmud, perhaps the most explicit is the famous Gemara in Shabbos Chaf Aleph, the Gemara says, my Chanukah, what is Chanukah? The Taner Abonin, we've learned in a brighter, the Chafei Bekislev, in the 25th of Kislev, Yumid the Chanukah Tamnaya, there are eight days of Hanukkah, meaning starting from the 25th of Kislev, we have eight days of Hanukkah. And what are the major halachot? Not to give eulogies and not to fast. For those of us who are learning the Dafyomi, this has been coming up uh, many times over the last few days, uh, the prohibition of fasting and eulogizing on special uh, holidays instituted by the Chazal, what's called Megillah Tanit. Of those holidays today, what is only remaining is Chanukah and Purim. Says the Gemara, when the Greeks entered the Beit HaMikdash, they impurified all the oil, and when the Maccabees, the Chashmonaim, uh, were victorious. They only found one sealed uh, cask of uh, of oil by the coin gadol that hadn't been impurified. It only had enough oil to light the candle for one day. But a miracle happened, and the oil lasted for eight days. And afterwards, the next year, they designated this as days of Thanksgiving and Hallel. So that is the background to the story. Obviously, we have another source in Chazal, and that is what we say in Tfilat Shmona right? And that is Alanisim that focuses more on the historical miracle uh, uh, military victory that took place and, and Jewish sovereignty in, in it. So those are the two aspects of Hanukkah. We're not going to get into the discussion why the Gemara forgot to mention that and why uh, the, the, the Alanisim seems to highlight one miracle over the other. That is more for Mahshava, but we're going to jump straight in to the mitzvah of Hanukkah. And that is obviously lighting of the Hanukkah. So the first point that we have to work out is where to light. And the Gemara says, Tanara Banat, we've learned in a brighter. Ner Hanukkah, mitzvah lanicha al petach beito mibachutz. The mitzvah is to light it at the entrance of one's house, facing outward, meaning on, uh, outside one's house, at the doorway. 
Rashi understands this to me as Why do we light it outside in order to publicize the miracle? Meaning that we light it at the entrance of our front door leading into the chatzer, leading into the courtyard. So according to Rashi, one lights literally at the entrance to the front door which leads on to the courtyard. Tosvot understand differently. Tosvot say in there in Shabbat, The Gemara was discussing a case where you had a house and you had the front door and the front door led directly onto the street, which is very similar to what many of us have in modern day uh, uh, houses. But it was less common, but it also existed in the times of Chazal. But if there is a courtyard in front of the house, according to Tosvot, the mitzvah would not be to place it at the entrance of the front door, but rather at the entrance of the courtyard facing the public domain. So this is a famous argument between Rashi and Tosvot. In the event that one has a courtyard, and meaning that one's front door does not open directly onto the public domain, onto the street, where should one light? According to Rashi, one lights at the entrance to the house. According to Toswat, one lights at the entrance to the public street. How do we paskin Bachamaisa? Says the Shulchan Aruch, Meaning that according to the Shulchan Aruch, he rules in favor of Tosvot. If there is a courtyard in between, according to Rashi, it makes no difference. Even if there's a courtyard, you still write that at the entrance to the front door. But says the Shulchan Aruch, Meaning that according to the Shulchan Aruch, he follows the Tosfot, and that would mean that's how we should light. So it seems to be not a clear-cut case. We have a machloket in between Rashi and Tosfot, and Halach said the Shulchan Aruch ruled, codified the law with Tosfot, and we should all be lighting at the entrance of the street, meaning you know at the entrance of our gardens. Etc., and that would be where we would be lighting. However, it's not so clear cut. And why is it not so clear cut? The question is whether the gardens that we have today are equatable to the chatzer that Chazal had in their times. And why is this a possible ramification? Explain the Chazonish. And we'll read it outside, uh, and then we'll read it inside. According to the Tosfot only ruled that one cannot at the edge of the courtyard, because the courtyard, to a certain extent, was an extension of one's house. Meaning, the Chazonish understood that even Tosfot agreed with Rashi that it has to be connected to the house. It's just that Tosfot understood that the courtyard was an extension of the house. Now, why was a courtyard an extension of a house? Because that's basically where they did the cooking. That's where they did the washing. That was where they did uh, the laundry. It was really a, a, a kind of a, uh, an, a real extension of the house. As opposed to today, our gardens, we don't do any manual uh, housework in the garden in general and therefore according to the chazonish our gardens today do not have the status of a which is an extension so let's read the piske chubot because he sum summarizes it very nicely our courtyard is just a thoroughway or it is a garden it's not used for what we just described the laundry the washing the kitchen if one lights at the entrance of the courtyard, 
it's not going to be a Nisa and connected to the people in the house. Lachem says the Chazonish, Yesh Ladlik Bapetachabaita Ponelachatzer. The Chazonish says, even though I paskin like Tosfot in the Shukhanaruch, since today's time, the house structure is different. The halacha is we should light at the entrance of our doorway. But the brisker of So the brisker of says this is no different from the times of Chazal, and basically he's not concerned that we don't use our, our gardens for uh, things that are similar to, to um, uh, laundry, etc. It's good enough as an extension of the house to be light at the end of the chatzir. Now, the Piskei Chubot adds of an important hera. Uh, nevertheless, even according to the chazonish, my doorway in my house does not look onto the street, and people from the street can't see it. So according to the Chazonish, even though it's my courtyard isn't really the same as the courtyard of Chazal, even the Chazonish would agree that I should not light by my front door, because no one from the street will be able to see it. But if no one can see it from the outside, Rather, one should rather light at the uh, window that is facing the public domain, and that's uh, very common today. That we don't strictly focus, even if you're going to pass Ganach the Chazonish and try and light by your front door and not the edge of the garden, it has to be in a place where people around the street will be able to see it. And therefore, many people have now moved the Chanukia from the front door to the window facing the street. Um, how does the Mishnah Brura, uh, sorry, not the Mishnah Brura, Dirshu point out that the Chazonish uh, was not accepted by Rav Shlomo Zaman Arbach and Rav Eliashi. Explains uh, the Dirshu, meaning, that both Rav Shlomo Zaman Arbach and Rav Eliashiv agreed with the briskerov against the Chazonish, and therefore many people today, especially in Israel, as we'll see, there might be a distinction between Israel and Chutzlaret, light at the entrance of their gardens facing the street, i.e. at the edge of their property facing the, um, facing the, the, the street. Okay, this is all assuming people have a single house. But what about people? living in apartment buildings. A bit more complicated. And let's see what the Shulchan what the Gemara says, and see how it is translated in today's time. So the Gemara, again, the Gemara in the Sechah Chavah says, If one was in the attic, then one places it in the window that is facing the street, facing the public domain. And the question is, why is it that the Gemara didn't say that you should light it at the entrance to the doorway of the, of the attic? Why did it choose over here the window? And this, the Rishonim deal with the Beit Yosef, explains, meaning, that the doorway was actually inside the house. Almost when we think of a building, we think of an external stairwell and uh, doors facing out outside. You know, each apartment, their door, their front door faces out. But it seems that the Gemara was talking about that actually you went into the bottom floor and then there was like a ladder going into the attic. And so to light it 
at the entrance of the attic is really lighting it in the middle of the house. It, 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 it makes no sense. So he says like this, says about yourself, it's in the middle of the house. It's like lighting it in the middle of the house. It's not noticeable. And that's why the Gemara stated in this case, where it is not noticeable, one should rather light it in the window. Now, today's buildings are slightly different from what the Beit Yosef is describing. Because in an apartment building, so on the one hand, most apartments don't have uh, their doorways facing outwards into the street. But many of them face into a stairwell, some type of common uh, um, stairwell, which is used by all the, the people living in the apartment. So what would be the din over there? Explains the Piscay Trubot that basically we have to see, because it's not so clear, neither from the Gemara or from the Beit Yosef, what would be the scenario, what is the halacha in our modern day apartments? Explains the Piscay Trubot. What's the status of the stairwell? On the one hand, it is considered more like a courtyard. And therefore, perhaps it's considered like the entrance to the So the entrance to the stairwell is really, if you view the stairwell as a courtyard, then you should light it at the bottom of the stairwell, which is the entrance of the courtyard facing the street, meaning at the bottom of the apartment buildings. That would make a lot of sense. However, then he explains, on the other side, it's not clear that this Chanukah is for apartment uh, building, you know, apartment number 24 on, on, the, on, the, fifth, um, on the fifth level. So, so it's not really connected to the house anymore. So he says like this, According to the Chazonish that we mentioned previously, it is Pashut Kenamadlik since it's not since the stairwell is not used as a real extension to the house, so clearly you cannot relight it not at the entrance of the stairwell and not at the entrance to one's house because no one sees it there. In these scenarios, it seems that the best is to light it in the windowsill that is facing the public domain. And if he's got a mere peset where there's a door frame leading on, that's even better. Um, so the Yalkut Yosef says similarly, and this seems to be the general. Uh, approach. There are people that also lighted in the stairwell and lighted uh, by the windowsill. It seems that Ramon said the brocha in the stairwell, and then he went to light in the windowsill as well. But it seems that the majority of poskim in an apartment building would suggest lighting. Uh, would suggest lighting on the windowsill. It could be that according to the briskerov, one could still one should still light. Um, at the bottom of the stairwell. And as we'll see, if one is in a very high apartment building, there might be another reason to light at the bottom of the stairwell. Uh, I mean, we're talking about, you know, uh, people, not, um, not, not a three-apartment building, but you have these high skyscrapers, uh, that might be different. So let's, let's leave that in, in a moment and we'll, we'll, come, we'll come to it uh, later on. What about lighting inside? Um, many people decide, where did that come from? We've just seen up until now that everyone agrees, the Gemara seems pretty explicitly that one has to light it outside facing the public domain. Says the Gemara in Shabbat, Vishata Sakana, in the times of Sakana, of danger, you place it on your table and you don't have to do anything else. And the tour quotes this halacha, what does it mean in a time of danger? 
that one cannot fulfill the mitzvah, meaning the government or, or, or the king has said that it's prohibited to light outside for whatever reason, we'll see now in the Orzaruah, then you light it inside. Now, already in the times of the Rishonim, we have a, 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 a very fascinating historical um, phenomenon. And that is that the Rishonim, although the Gemara said it was only during a time of danger, the Minag in Ashkenaz in Europe was to light inside, and many of the Rishonim were baffled by this because it was, there was no danger. The first one, perhaps the most uh, famous, is the Orzaruah. The Orzaruah writes as follows. Firstly, the Orzaruah explains what does it mean Shata Sakana, time of danger. The law was about the kings of the Persians that in their festivals, often Hanukkah falls out to on the same time as Goisha festivals, there was a law that you were only allowed to light candles in the house of Avodazor. So because that was the law, so that's why they light, they lit indoors. He gives another explanation, that there was a specific decree that the Jews were not allowed to light Hanukkah candles, okay, not connected to their festivals. But now he says, whatever the reason is, now the, the Orzarua living in the 1200 says, but nowadays, there is no danger. I do not know why we do not light in the courtyards. What's fascinating to me is that the Orzarua, who was one of the Koske Hador, the leading uh, um, authorities, in Halakha, he says, I don't understand why people are lighting inside, but he includes himself, meaning the Orzarua, if you would ask, what did he do practically on Hanukkah? It sounds like he lit inside, even though he says, I don't understand or why we're lighting inside. Chazal only instituted it in a time of danger. There's no danger, but nevertheless, we light inside. What is fascinating is that the Orzarua didn't change. He said, no, the Minak's wrong. He didn't say that. Now, the Shibole Aleket gives us perhaps an explanation of why this is not a Minak Tawit. He quotes the Bala Ito. What does it mean? After the minag was to light during danger inside, the minag became to light inside. It sounds like, according to the Bala Itur, and his words are a bit cryptic, but it sounds like it seems that once the minag was established to light inside, then that became the halachic minag, and therefore we don't change. But then he adds, but if you can light it outside, but if not light it inside. A very cryptic it's not so clear according to the first understanding. It seems to be that because that became the established custom, so that is what we should be doing. But then the next line seems to imply not. The next line seems to imply what I meant that it became an established custom is just to be meaning someone who lights inside, even though there's no danger, it's acceptable. But he says someone who can light outside should light outside. That is how I'm understanding the Pala Itur, but many different explanations. As we'll see, the Ramad did not seem to understand the Pala Itur the way I just explained it, as we'll see now in a moment. The Shulchan Aruch in he says as follows, In a time of danger, when one is not permitted to perform the mitzvah, you place it inside. But the Ramah says, Meal, 
uh, sorry, and 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 the uh, the Shulchan Aruch then went on to say that when one is lighting, one should light it next to the door, and therefore you're surrounded by the mezuzah on on the right and the ner uh, on the left. But then the Ramah comments, and the Ramah says as follows: We all light inside, even though in Krakow there wasn't a danger. Then a and there's no, um, you know, there's, it's not noticeable to the public domain. You don't have to worry too much that it's on the left and the right. The Ramah is stating the Minag as accepted, not even questioning it. The Minag is to light inside. The question is whether we light it on the left or the right inside or by the window, that is what the Ramah is saying, but Vadai, that is Minagashkenaz. Now, says the Mishnah Burah, Omikom Akom, Im yesh lo chalon, asamukh lo shutarabim, nachon yotesh anichunu sham. We've got a window, it's best to light in the window. So, although Minagashkenaz seems to be to light inside, even though there's no, um, there's no danger, Nevertheless, nevertheless, says Mishabura, even the Ramah would agree if you can light it in the window, it is it is uh, preferable. Now, um, many, many uh, later Akronim have tried to make sense of this. The Gemara seems to clearly understand that lighting inside is bityebet, it is not lechatrila. So what exactly happened now that there's no danger that it seems to be okay to light inside, which it seems to be what the Ramah Paskin, then it seems to be what the Mishabura Paskin. So there are different understandings of this case. One understanding is based on the Ritva and also the Aruch HaShulchan, that it was due to not only a, a danger in terms of life-threatening because of the law or the enemy, but also weather. Meaning if you're lighting in Krakow, in the middle of winter and it's snowing and it's freezing outside, it's it's not necessarily a danger in terms of perhaps one could get pneumonia. But the point is, is that it was not so it was not so comfortable, and that might be included in the general uh, decree. That is one understanding. Another understanding is the famous opinion of the Dvari Yehoshua. The Dvari Yehoshua of Ehrenberg was the Avdeitin of uh, Tel Aviv, and he wrote, uh, um, he, he was a, a Posek in, in Europe, and then after the Holocaust, he came and he became the Avbeitin of Tel Aviv. He was one of the early Poskim in, in Medinat Israel. Um, and interestingly enough, he claims the following idea that basically danger does not necessarily, um, danger can also include anti-Semitism, Danger can also include that in one town it's dangerous, but in another town it's not. In one Medina it is dangerous, in another Medina it's not. So the, the accepted Minak came along and says, look, in certain places it's dangerous, in certain places it's not. We're not going to start doing a Cheshbon where we're standing with the Goyim every year. So because of that, that's what that's how Chazal understands the, 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 the nature of danger is that you don't know when anti-Semitism rears its head. Take, for example, what's going on in America, right? Um, I would say 20 years ago, uh, and, and I'm speaking as an Amaharetz, as a South African who's made Aliyah and doesn't know American jury, but from what I hear on the news, so feel free to correct. But the, the picture that I'm getting or that I'm hearing is that 20 years ago, you know, Jews felt completely at ease no matter where. And all of a sudden, in the last few years, there's been a huge increase in anti-Semitism. So you never know, you never know when, when um, you know, if you keep on lighting your Hanukkah, you kind of mark your house as the Jewish home, and who knows when anti-Semitism is going to rear its face, and that might become a danger. So that was the opinion of Rav Ehrenberg. But he had a very, very interesting argument with Rav Eliashiv. And he called Rav Eliashiv the Tzioini. Why was Rav Eliashiv the Tzioini? 
because Rabbi Yashiv held that perhaps that is true in Chutzlaret, but in Eretz Yisrael, we, we don't have to worry about this anti-Semitism uh, anti rearing its head. And therefore, definitely in Eretz Yisrael, one can light as the Gemara says. When it's a time of danger, you do. But when it's not a time of danger, there's an Eretz Yisrael by definition. Now we've got Medina Yisrael. You don't have to worry about it. You light outside. So interesting. Uh, it comes out that Rav Yashiv over here is the Tzioni, uh, the Tzioni Posek uh, uh, arguing with the, um, he was much younger than the Dvar Yoshua. You know, the Dvar Yoshua was a, an elderly Posek and he, he, who was this uh, youngster who was, uh, who was arguing with him. An interesting machloka between the Dvar Yoshua and Rav Yashiv. But anyway, okay, so that is the, um, um, Rav Moshe Feinstein will just summarize this point. He says, His minag, Rav Moshe Feinstein, in America was to light inside, but at a window that uh, people could see from outside. Okay, now I mentioned if one is living in a skyscraper, perhaps there's another reason to light at the bottom of the stairwell and that is based on the following sugya. Lighting about 20 amot. So the Gemara says, We have many halachot. If the maximum regarding Eiru, regarding sukkah, and also regarding Ne'er Chanukah. And the simple reason is that most people do not lift their eyes to that heart and therefore, it's, if the purpose over here is Pirsumanisa, there's not going to be Pirsumanisa. So the Shulchan Aruch codifies this halacha. If one places it above 20 amot, which is approximately 10 meters, um, 10 meters is probably five stories. Generally, the fifth story in a building, and, you know, if you, you have every, every approximately uh, floor is about two, two and a half meters. So you're talking about the fourth and fifth story, you're already reaching the 20, uh, 20 amot maximum. So what do you do in such a case? There's the Sharath this is that you've got a you're, you're on the tenth floor of an apartment building. According to what the Shulchan, what the Mishabura is saying is that the candle, of the, even if you put it in the windowsill, the people it's not noticeable by the public domain because it's too high. So rather put it by your front door. But Shubot brings down uh, an interesting scenario. This is famously brought down by. Uh, by Rav Moshe Feinstein the, regarding the buildings in Manhattan. So he says like this, Your house, your apartment is above 20 amot. Don't put it in the window because no one can see. Since the people on the street can't see it. Lost you. We've lost Ralph Podlachuk entirely now. He's not on the um, he's not on the link as a participant. Yeah, he's probably rebooting and coming back on. I guess so. My question is my question is always 
on Shumay um, Denisa, if you're in Israel, well, in theory, everybody knows it's Hanukkah. How are you publicizing a, a miracle to people who notionally know all about it? Well, you're assuming that everybody's Dati. I think everybody knows Hanukkah regardless, Dati or not Dati. Uh, yeah, really? but uh, still Persumay Nisa. Nisa. I've, I've just, you know, I've just, it's just, I mean, we were, I was in uh, Ramla on Sunday. And there was a guy, no kippah, no nothing. He wouldn't. Um, he's got his. He's, he's gone and bought his Hanukkah candles because he's got. He's got to light the candles. I mean, this is, I think statistics show that you know, regardless of what how Dutchy people are in in Israel, they they just they do Hanukkah. Maybe maybe that's the whole point because because is that everybody does it. I mean, like. If you watch the news, they light it on the news as well. But that's because we all do it, so therefore everybody does it. Therefore, who are you publicizing it to? No, but no, but you're, you're multiplying the 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 number of people that are getting involved. Okay, mm -hmm. it's not just oh showing it. It's not just but but it's more hasbara, uh, right? That that. What, why do they light it on the news? Why is the, some of the Chilonim light it? Because we're all doing it. it yeah. If we were all hiding in our house and not doing it, they probably wouldn't be doing it. Right. Okay. So I think that. What about if you live in a dirty neighborhood? Or a dirty issue? I'm just, put, I'm just putting it out there. I don't know the answer. I'm just putting it out there. Can everyone hear me? Yeah. 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 Welcome yeah. back. Welcome back. Yeah. Welcome back. Okay, uh, I don't know what's going on with the internet in this building. Sorry, I missed the discussion. Is there, was, there, was there a discussion that people wanted to discuss yeah. a point? I was, I was asking about Prisuma Denisa, if you're in Israel. Because obviously people tend to know about it more when you're in Israel. And if you're living in a Dati Yishuv or Dati area, who are you publicizing the miracle to when you, when you have your menorah outside? Publicizing it to the other people? But they know about it. Also, also they know about it. But we, 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 uh, we, that's to, to, uh, to read the Megillah together so the Pirsum Nais will be later. Pirsum Nais is not just publicizing it to someone who doesn't know about it. I would say the, perhaps the better translation of Pirsum Nisa is celebrating the, uh, um, the miracle in a more public fashion. Right, so the more the more okay. people are involved in it is a greater is a is a greater kium fulfillment of we, we lost you again. Yeah. That makes that makes sense. Instead of the standard translation of publicizing the miracle, that makes sense. Try, let's give it one more try to, to, to continue. Um, Perhaps, perhaps there are two things. Are people okay? We can try to continue. Yeah, you're gonna, sure. If you've got patience to, to, to hang in there. Okay, so let's let's continue and let's see if we can we can deal with it. I want to deal with three more topics. Um, well, you know, let's deal with those two topics that I wanted to deal with uh, uh, before we get to the next time and the, the issue, which is the proper time for lighting. Point number one is what happens if a person is traveling? I have a, a case of an Avel who's flying into Eretz Israel this afternoon. 
um, I mean, after after Tate, and he will be flying back uh, this evening uh, back to the states. So when is the correct time to light? Is there a chiyuv to light? So the Gemara says that the chiyuv is near ish ubeito. The chiyuv is for a person who has a house. So if the person is traveling, right, and he's going to be on the airplane for the entire time when he arrives here. He won't be able to light. He doesn't have a house. And then by the time he gets back to the States, well, it will already be tomorrow. So he will not have been, he will not have a house when he's obligated to light uh, this evening. So in that case, uh, the simple halacha is that one is patur from, from lighting. Um, however, however, there is a famous maram, maram shik. Maram shik was asked about a person traveling on a train. And the Maram Sheikh said, since a person traveling on the train has bought a, uh, a set seat, and that's where he's going to be sleeping the whole night, so that's considered his house. Now, some poskim have wanted to say that perhaps, according to this, if one buys an air ticket, you know, and you've got a, 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 a designated seat in the airplane, that is considered like your house. The calendar over there is, well, where are you going to light? In the middle of the airplane, that's a bit problematic. And some poskim have said that perhaps in order to be Yotze, you should light with a, with a flashlight. You know, you can maybe be Yotze with a flashlight. Mistomi, you shouldn't say a brocha, but that is one opinion. The other opinions say that, that a plane is different to a train, and therefore even the Maharam Sheikh would agree that you don't actually have a uh, home. And if you don't have a home, you shouldn't, you, you patter, you patter, and therefore you don't need to light. There is one suggestion, and that is for these people that are traveling, if they have a spouse that is still at home, they can designate the spouse to be their shaliach. And that seems to be the best solution. However, we get into another tricky scenario here because let's take the case of a person flying from New York to Israel. When he is obligated to light candles, it's still one o'clock in the afternoon in New York. And by the time the chiyuv to light in New York arrives, right, the time for, for his chiyuv has passed. Or, or let's, let's go even wilder. Los Angeles to Tel Aviv, right? Where the, the time zone is even bigger. So most poskim seem to imply, seem to say that it's okay, that you can go by, the spouse can still laugh, laugh on behalf of the other uh, um, spouse, even though the time zones are different. But it is a bit of a machloket, and there is a lot of lomdas behind this machloket that we won't get into. Is it possible that someone can fulfill an obligation for me when I have no longer got a chiyuv? That's a, it's a very, very interesting um, as, as topic. The second topic regarding the lighting is based on this. We said that you need a house. So what about uh, what's very common in Israel? In offices, they ask the dati, um, they ask the dati person to light at the office. Can you say a bracha? So many want to learn from, well, we do say a bracha when lighting in shul, even though there is no, um, it's not considered a house. And the Ramas says explicitly that one cannot fulfill one's obligation by lighting in the shul and one has to relight at home. So but some people want to say, but that's okay. At least we have a, uh, we have a binyan av to light, not in the home. But here, most poskim say that the, the minag was only de designated for a shul, but other public gatherings, it is not. And that seems to be the opinion of the Minchat Yitzchak and the Tzitzel Yezer, that Vadai, one cannot say a brocha, and according to them, one shouldn't light at all. Uh, you know, it's just, uh, it's, 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 it's. It's creating something anew um, that was never that was never mentioned. 
But uh, other poskim, I just saw that Rav uh, Osher Weiss came out with a ruling where he said that he doesn't think one should um, like with a brocha, but if for if it's to help other people, one can light, and you can even say a brocha, and one who does say a brocha, he has who to rely on. So that is the opinion of Rav Osher Weiss. It's not that he says that one should do so but he says one who does so, yeshlo amili smoch. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I was asked many times to do that uh, at the hospital. Uh, right. However, I, I always refused because I thought that was the best option. Right. But um, according to Rav Asher Weiss, many, many times it wasn't even Bisman. It was in those, we used to have our our meeting, our hospital meeting during the lunch break, let's say, or or two o'clock or three o'clock, uh, something like that. So it was uh, early. So would he uh, even? So then would he definitely, even Rav Weiss would would agree that one shouldn't do that, even Bediyevet. But let's assume that it is during the zman, meaning it's after nightfall, even three hours after nightfall, because today the time is 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 uh, as we'll see has been extended, according to most opinions, there is what to say that one should light because the Beit Yosef brings three reasons, quote, three reasons why lighting in the shul uh, became a minag. One of them is because for people that didn't have houses. And that's obviously difficult because if you say that you can't fulfill your obligation in the shul, so how does it help a person who doesn't have a house? But that is brought down by the Beit Yosef. And based on that, some that's why some poskim say yesh smoch, even though it's not a hundred percent. So I would say that for people, um, people that are not going to get have a lighting any other way, I would say to those people, one should light the Chanukiah, but without a brocha, or say a brocha baruch Hashem, right? That's what actually Rav Oshavai suggests. Says Baruch Hashem. What you know, you're not saying it uh, um, with Hashem's name, and that way it's all. Uh, uh, he he thinks that that's probably the best uh, suggestion in that uh, topic. Okay, I'm just going to do very quickly outside because we we're running out of time, and maybe it seems when I share my screen that that the internet goes a bit haywire. So I'll just say it um, very briefly. Regarding the Zmanim, there seems to be, the Gemara says, mm-hmm. uh, um, sorry, mm-hmm. from sunset until mm-hmm. until the marketplace uh, empties out. Regarding the earliest time, mm-hmm. there's a famous machloket. How do I understand that? According to Tosvot, the sunset is referring to nightfall. According to the Vilna Gaon, the sunset is referring to sunset, meaning when the sun is setting, what we call today Shkia, as opposed to Seita Kochavim. The Shulchan Aruch seems to rule with Seita Kochavim, and therefore, for, for those who follow the Shulchan Aruch, the Minag is when we, when, as soon as it's Seita Kochavim, one should first daven Mariv, A, because it's more tadir, it's more frequent, and B, because the mitzvah of Kriyachma is Doraita, and immediately after come and light the candles, but one should get the Chanukiah uh, ready in advance because you still want to light it within the first half an hour after Tzaytah Kochavim. That's point number one. According to the people who follow the Vilna Gaon, and there are many Rishonim, the Rivash and others, they're Paskin like the, or, or more correctly, the Vilna Gaon is relying on many Rishonim that understood that it was the time is sunset. So those people should light at sunset and then they go and daven Mariv. It seems that most people, there are a, a, a large amount of people there, Paskin like the Vilna Gaon, but it still seems that the majority Paskin like the Shulchan Aruch. If you pass like the Gaon, you pass like the Shulchan Aruch, it is all, uh, all acceptable. What about going earlier than um, going earlier than sunset? Meaning the Gemara does mention you can even theoretically light from Plaga Mincha. 
But the question is uh, whether this is really ideal or not. And this is the question. A person has the choice. He can, he's, let's say, going to be at home at three o'clock in the afternoon, but then he's got to go out to work and he's only going to get home at 10, 11 o'clock at night. What is preferable? So there are three options. Option number one is he lights early. Option number two is he lights at the correct time through his wife. He asks his wife to be his agent, as we saw. And option number three is he lights when he gets home. So the Shevet lady, Rav Vozna, uh, says like this. Clearly, lighting at Plaga Mincha is not ideal. Meaning, if you've got a choice, that is the least preferred option. The only question is whether one should light at the correct time through one's wife or the, 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 an agent, or relying mitzvah boy you're telling me We lost you again. Sorry, my, my fallback used to be anti-Semitism for anything that goes wrong, but I don't think we can do that here. Based on that, we'll just uh, we'll conclude with a Hanukkah Sameach to everybody that Bezrat uh, Hashem when uh, everyone should be able to be in the mitzvah of Hadlakat Neirot, Bismana, that if one has a, uh, has a doubt, definitely lighting later than earlier is preferred, and it seems that it's even preferred over lighting through a shaliach. Okay, everyone have a great Hanukkah. Thank you for listening, and again, apologies for this disastrous internet uh, connection. <laughs> Chanukah Sameach, thank you. Chanukah Sameach, Kaltov. Thank you very much. Bye.